Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting through my six key priorities for my winter nutrition, going over the final two priorities in today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everyone. I'm Kate. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub and The Healthy Eating Clinic. We are chatting through the final two priorities for my winter nutrition and hopefully you're feeling inspired to set some priorities for yourself as well. Definitely making sure that they are realistic and sustainable for you. Just want to continue on my ask that I need your help. If you're loving the Daily Dollop podcast, I want you to help me to get this bad boy to number one on the health and fitness podcast charts. We get a couple hundred people tune in every day to the Dollop, which is so amazing. And I get some lovely messages from you guys online about what you're thinking about the podcast. And I super love the encouragement. So keep it coming. But I want thousands of people tuning in. I've got an agenda here, right? I do. I'm pushing an agenda with this podcast and that is is that I want to change the conversation around food, healthy eating, the way we look at our bodies, the way we see health and the way that we approach dietary change. I feel like years, decades in fact of diet culture has really messed a lot of people up and it's time to actually just throw a lot of this stuff on its head. And so this podcast is about sharing that message. And I want to share that message with as many people as I can, but I need your help to do that. So if you can leave me a review or a rating, that actually helps spread the podcast. But also if you share the podcast with a couple of friends, three or four friends, maybe just text them the link or do a post on social media. If, if we all did that, we could get up to thousands of listeners every day, which would be super, super exciting. So please do that. If you do post on social media, make sure that you tag me so I can send you a big message of thank you. I do have a competition brewing in my heart to do at the end of this to sort of celebrate the halfway mark of podcasting every day for a year. Oh, what a mission that's been. But I love doing it. I love the encouragement. So yeah, let's get this bad boy to number one. I would super, super love that. But let's keep going. I've got two more priorities that I'm focusing on for my winter nutrition. And that the first one is gut loving carbs. So I talked about in the previous episode that I was looking at ensuring that I was getting enough protein in at my meals because I had been finding that I was not wanting that so much and that my meals were becoming pretty carb heavy, which is not necessarily a bad thing at all. In fact, it's, you know, plant-based. But one of the things that's also keen for me is just to slightly increase my carb variety. I can get a little bit monotonous and boring with it. And so my goal is to just get in um, my some gut loving carbs and just working on some variety there where I can. And the key reason I want to do that is just to maximize my fiber intake because fiber, my friends, is the key to good gut health. And so 
One of the things that I have found over the years and it's getting worse because of the keto diet and the grain haters and the gluten haters is that people are afraid of carb-rich foods. And I talked about this with Melissa in our episode around carbs and diabetes, but there is a lot of confusion around what foods actually contain carbohydrates and and then there's a confusion about how we assess a carbohydrate as a nutrient. And so one, we're not sure where carbs come from. And two, we look at carbs really black and white and be like, carbs are bad and not eating carbs is good. But that's actually not true. Carbs are just carbs. Try not to give them a moral value. They're just a nutrient. And <laughs> and they're a nutrient that your body uses for energy. Like they, they are super helpful to the body. The brain is like can only use carbs for energy, you know, really active muscles use carbs as a quick fuel source, right? Carbs are super, super important. Um, But they're not good or bad. They're just, they're a nutrient. And what I would like people to think about if they're starting to feel, oh, I'm so nervous about carbs is rather than being like, oh, well, I'm just going to like cut out bread and pasta and stuff is focus on what you like, of getting some good foods in rather than stressing about stopping eating those things. Cause I don't know about you. Most people who try cut out pasta, rice and bread, they really miss it. So keep those things in your diet if you want to eat them, but see if you can add some like gut loving carbs in. So can you add in some lentils? Can you throw them into a bolognese? Can you experiment and make a dal recipe, which is a really nice, like Indian style like lentil recipe. Can you make the lentils into like a a meat-free burger patty? Experiment with a recipe, right? There are so many things that you can do. I've made a lentil mash before. In fact, I'm going to try that again. I haven't done that in ages. And just see if you can get lentils in once a week. Just and then try a few things, find what works. There's a really delicious halloumi and lentil salad on the Healthy Eating Hub website. It's super yummy way to eat lentils and just adding them in and then being one of your carb sources throughout the week. One means that you're going to get this really good quality fiber that your gut is going to love, but you're also going to give your body the energy it needs, aka the carbohydrate, without you having in the right way, without you having to be all like, ah, carbs are evil and I'm going to stop eating bread and pasta. Just let's get some good carbs in. Other great carbohydrates are your beans. So there's bunch of different beans, like baked beans and kidney beans and cannellini beans, black beans. And there are so many cool meals that you can incorporate these foods into. Cannellini beans, I love adding a can or two of those into a big batch of pumpkin soup. So when I blitz it up, they kind of give it this lovely creamy texture. And I find that I don't need to add any cream into pumpkin soup. But what I'm doing is, is I'm also adding a heap of gut-loving carbs into my pumpkin soup, which is actually going to make the meal much more satiating than if it was just the pumpkin and the veggies. I love black beans and using them in Mexican style dishes. The Healthy Eating Hub has a bunch of recipes on a burrito bowl. There's like actual just burrito wraps. There's like a breakfast wrap. Um, What else is on there? Oh, there's a bunch of cool recipes on there that incorporate black beans into your meals. And again, you could sort of go, all right, let's maybe add in black beans um, once a week or once a fortnight or something and start to incorporate in that to your repertoire of meals. 
kidney beans are fantastic. Um, mushed up in put through a bolognese or into Mexican style dishes. We have a nachos with a twist recipe that uses kidney beans. Chili con carne, so like your slow cooker stew style meals, which is perfect for winter. There's a bunch of different ways, but if I can encourage you to get some legumes into your day, you're going to give your gut some really great fiber. Your your bacteria are going to love it. And it means that you're starting to make some smart carb choices as opposed to just black and whiting your carbs and being like, ah, I need to stop eating them. The other thing is, is if you do like bread, rice and pasta, is that you can get some fantastic high fiber options for those as well. There are a huge assortment of grainy soy and linseed or rice style breads on the market. Check nutrition information panels to see the fiber content. But if you're picking between, you know, a couple of your favorite brands, pick the one with the highest fiber content if you can. There's some fantastic high fiber white pastas on the market now or wholemeal pasta. There's brown rice. There's even brown rice with chia seeds added, which boosts the fiber. So these are a great way of getting in that sort of gut loving carbohydrate foods as well. If you like eating those things. The other thing is, is that if you want to have a couple of slices of white bread or you want to have some white pasta, just do that. You know, having a smart portion of those things is absolutely fine, as you heard about in the diabetes episode with Melissa, adding lots of veggies, a good source of protein to that meal, and you can 100% enjoy some white bread because I tell you what, it is good. It's delicious, right? And so try not to all or nothing your approach to nutrition. I talk to so many people who, you know, embrace um, weight loss and then think that, they're never going to eat carbs for the rest of their life. And I think, are you really like, is that really what you want? In my opinion, you would be better off learning how to moderate your intake of them rather than just fully cutting them out. So certainly, you know, focusing on the type of carbohydrate rather than um, just black and whiting it and going all or nothing with your carbs is definitely, in my opinion, the best approach to take. And so what I'm going to be doing is pretty much I'm mostly happy with my carbohydrate intake anyway. It's more just I feel like I just want to get a bit more variety in, like I said, throw some legumes in there a little bit more, try some different types um, of brands of bread or pasta, just 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 get some variety in there. So my last priority, which is actually something that I've struggled with on and off for years because I didn't grow up loving it, and that is choosing fruit for snacks. I don't know why, but I'm just not a really good fruit eater. It's not something I ever crave. I never crave fruit to eat. I do enjoy eating it. I don't know. It's just not something that I I, I go to readily. And I've gone through phases in my life where it's been a regular habit. Um, at the moment, it is not. And so I've regressed a little bit in my fruit snacking habits. And so one of my other priorities is to do that, but not put pressure on myself to make it that it's the only thing I'm eating for my snack. I find that if I pair it with something that I really love, so like apple and blue cheese, for example, Mm. I'm like, yes, give me that. That's excellent. Or if I have strawberries with my favorite peanut butter granola and yogurt, oh, that's delicious passion fruit and yogurt I really love. I also like banana smoothies. 
I occasionally do a, like a green blend where I've got like an orange and a kiwi fruit and some baby spinach and blend that all up together and have that as a drink. So I'm just focusing on the things that I like to eat with fruit, pairing them with other things that I like to eat, but just getting that back into my diet again because I've been not a big fruit eater lately. With all of these priorities, because if you remember back from the first episode, I'm doing small achievable habits. They There aren't massive overhauls that I'm wanting to do. They're just tiny little things that I am thinking about day to day with my food. I'm, I'm not actually going to track any of these habits for myself personally, just because I know that I don't have the mental capacity for tracking right now in my life. But one of the things I can suggest that you do if there are some priorities that you want to focus on with your food and you just want to be sure that there you are actually improving in your consistency is to track it. So there's a bunch of habit tracker apps. You can actually track a habit within the Healthy Eating Hub online program. You can track it just with a like a whiteboard marker on a whiteboard on the fridge or in your phone. There's a bunch of different ways, but it can actually just give you some really honest insight into how you're actually doing and and whether you're being consistent or not. But I would suggest that you only really track like one to two things. Otherwise, anything more than that, and you might find yourself feeling a little bit overwhelmed with that. Another good thing to do just for a more shorter term is a a food awareness journal. We actually get our clients to do this frequently, uh, focusing on a number of different areas. You know, if you come into the clinic or you do the online program and just for a short amount of time, you track everything that you eat and drink. And it's a really great way, particularly if you look at it with curiosity and not judgment, it's a great way of helping you get some really good awareness about your food habits and choices, identify some of the key barriers that you might be facing, which then highlights some, maybe some key areas where you might want to focus your effort on. And that way then, if you're going to prioritize anything this winter, at least you're prioritizing the thing that's going to give you the biggest return on investment. And that's a really great tip to do as well. Well, that's it for my six priorities for my winter nutrition. I'd love to hear what your priorities are. Hit me up on social media. Let me know. Otherwise, have a fantastic day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.